0: Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 63 with the amazing entrepreneur and author Bernardo Moya.
1: Hi, this is Bernardo Moya, and you are listening to Heart Sells podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy.
0: Today, we really have somebody on the show who made a huge impact, who followed his dreams and yeah, who really got inspired by big names in the personal development um, arena and has created his own personal development expo, and just written a new book. So I am super excited to speak to Bernardo Moya today. But before we dive in, I want to make sure that you check out the Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass number three, where Bernardo is also going to be teaching a whole segment and the masterclass provides you with spiritual and practical steps to increase your sales and to create true wealth without losing your authenticity. So, I am super excited to have the conversation with Bernardo today and to see him back on the masterclass. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com. In the menu, you find the tab Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass 3. You only need to click put in your name and email address, and off you go. You are invited and you will receive the information via email. So let's start with Bernardo's bio because he is an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, a publisher, a TV producer, and a seminar promoter to some of the biggest name in the personal development. He's also the chief inspirational officer and founder of The Best You. He has held three expos already, The Best You, in London and one in Long Beach, California and had over 25,000 visitors and over 500 exhibitors. The Best You Expo is now the largest personal and professional development life expo in the world. Bernardo publishes the Best You magazine and is a producer of the Best U TV. He is driven to give people the tools they need to enhance and improve their lives and also provides personal mentoring and coaching services to selected clients. With a vast knowledge of how to run a successful business, acquire skills in media, product creation, self-motivation, networking, and staying on track to reach your goals, his mentoring has a very unique approach. The best you mission is the best you be inspired. Well, I am so excited, Bernardo, to have you on the show today. Welcome to Heart Sales Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Christine. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's so wonderful. And you build a brand all around the best you. And that is something so many people are striving to become. And um, especially with entrepreneurs who want to give their gifts to the world, who are looking forward to make the world a better place for them and everybody around them. Um, I'm so super excited to dive in deeper into that conversation today. Um, can you give us a little bit um, of your background? Because you are so confident, you probably haven't started there right away from the beginning, have you?
1: No, no, I didn't. Um, I, well, my, my, parents, my parents were both uh, Spanish immigrants, Came to Spain. Uh, sorry, came to London after the war, especially my dad, and um, and yeah. So I was brought up. I was brought up in London, and uh, but when we moved back to Spain, because we moved back there when I was nine, um, I, I considered myself more English than Spanish. And uh, but I was brought up in, in Spain, uh, and my mentality is, is Spanish as far as family, food, weather, climate. You know, <laughs> so and you chose.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, I, I, I chose well. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always had that sense of family. I was the eldest of, of the, you know, in my, um, in my household with my brother. And I don't know, I've always had that sense of responsibility. So I was always the captain of the football team, in charge of the class, uh, the corporal in the army. So I, along my life, I've always had that, always a driver, the design allocated driver. So I've always had that sense of kind of uh, being in control of, of, of kind of my own destiny, I suppose. But, but uh, yeah, no, um, you know, it takes time. You know. When, as they say, I think when you when you're younger, you set fires, and when you're older, you put them out. So I think I'm on that on that latter page, latter stage of my life right now.
0: So you're you're way more relaxed than you used to be.
1: Oh my God, absolutely yes. I mean, I used to be uh, very very. Uh, I I'm still very passionate, but I used to be too too passionate before.
0: Oh, is is there such a thing that too passionate?
1: Well, it could be, it can get you in trouble because, you know, sometimes, okay. unfortunately, you can say, you know, you, you speak too passionately and too honestly, and some people can't deal with it. Um, but no, I, I think kind of the good thing I've had is I've always worked with English companies when I was young, and because I, I managed to keep my English, so, you know, I, I am pretty much bilingual. I've always had that sense of work ethic, I think, from, from, from the English part of it. And, uh, and that's been, that, that has helped me because uh, it is true. There's a lot of mañana in, uh, you know, in, in Spain. <laughs> Possibly mañana, but um, so that that has helped me.
0: Okay, wonderful. So people say when you go into entrepreneurship, that itself is a self-developing or self-development path. Um, how did you start with your path?
1: Um, I always had that sense of being my own boss. You know, I don't know why. I always I always wanted to be I always wanted to be in control of my own destiny when it came down to business. So I started quite early. Uh, but I, I did, I started in sales. I always, in, in the south of Spain where I was from, either you worked in a nightclub or you worked in a restaurant or you were in real estate. There wasn't many other options, you know. So um, because I had English, I, I got into Timeshare. So I was always interested in sales and marketing. And, and that literally, with, which was I developed over three, four years, then put me onto kind of my first kind of real job, which was, well, my, my first entrepreneurship adventure, which was around 22, 23. I started my first real estate and, um, and yeah, that, that was the beginning of, of something that was, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a long journey. <laughs> it's been an interesting one.
0: Yeah. Have you ever been, um, afraid of sales or reluctant to make offers and ask people for money?
1: Well, you know what they they took that away from me very very from my early years because when you when you get into timeshare and obviously the way it used to work when I was involved it was it was commission only so you know you, you, you literally so they, they provided you phenomenal trainings, so I was trained by many Americans and you know the whole American you know building rapport mirroring closing that was part of my my nature from my early years, but I learned a lot very quickly and also because at the end of the day if you didn 't sell you didn 't make any money. So um, I, I learned to overcome that very quickly. Um, but what it allowed me to do was to really understand and model people and and appreciate kind of more how to be able to engage and and be a little, I suppose, turn on the charisma in order to to kind of really engage with people and uh, and connect at a deeper level.
0: Hmm, beautiful. So, w- what advice would you give somebody? So we have lots of listeners who have beautiful gifts who want to make the world a better place, but asking for the sale or asking for money, making an offer, an invitation is not always easy. What was uh, maybe one or two key points that helped you to, to overcome that challenge?
1: Well, it is. At the end of the day, I, I find that myself. I'm saying as, as a promoter and running events, I do come across a lot of people that are very talented at what they do, but then they struggle to build their brand or take it to the next level. And the reason is that because they struggle to understand that there's a, there's a, there has to be a business aspect to this. There has to be uh, an opportunity for you to be able to, you know, to make a living because if not, you can't provide a service. So I think... Um, I think either people have to, you know, especially in, in a digital world nowadays, it's a lot easier when you're not necessarily speaking on the phone to be able to, you know, to, to prepare, a, a, I don't know, to study marketing, i.e. funnels and what it takes to, to, to create a campaign, to write proper emails. I mean, I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels. And, you know, he says you're always a copy away from a from a bestseller or from a great campaign. So, you know, being able to engage through your emails and your communications is, is the first step building rapport if you're struggling or one of those that struggled to get over the phone. But when it comes down to me, I think when I, what, what I've done what I've done or helps me is I just, and I mean by bring the charm on, is, is I, I try to take a little bit, I, I try to take the stress out of it and, and make it fun. Because if we make it fun and, 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 and I take them on a journey of where I am going to help them with or how I'm going to take or where I'm going to take them to and how I can help them. And I show them that, that journey, you know, visually, so they can live it, they can feel it. And then I bring a little bit of humor uh, to it, kind of like, you know, I just get them to laugh a little bit about kind of their problems, with, you know, and I just take, make fun of them. Then it takes, it takes the edge off. Uh, and, 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 and at the end of the day, that's always helped me. That's always served me. Sometimes we just get too serious, too, too uptight about who I am, what I do, and how much I should get paid, you know. And, and, and sometimes you, you have to, uh, you know, connect with people on a deeper level. People buy from people. And, and if they don't bite into you, it doesn't matter how much expertise you have, how great your leaflet is, people aren't going aren't gonna to necessarily buy from you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I always say turn sales conversations into fun conversations
1: Absolutely. because
0: that is where you actually connect. And you can make it easy. You don't need to make it hard. But many people believe that you know asking for money is a totally serious thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you cannot have fun while doing it because it's so serious. So, so serious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah. it's wonderful that you are sharing that perspective to give people, well, the the opportunity to shift in their mindset and to try to see it from a different perspective, and also to just give it a try.
1: Yeah. Now, listen, and and I'm look. I I believe that if we have expertise and and we and we're passionate about. What we do and how we do it—that passion will come across. And and if you are able to take, as I said, people on this journey, people will buy from you. Uh, so I I I've always, I've always tried to make sure that I, I first. There's a, I think it's a great quote from Steve Arcovy that, in order for people to, in order for you to be understood, first you need to understand. So the the whole idea of having two ears and listening, you know, first to what people want. And listening. I mean listening, listening and engaging. So you know, if if it's if it's if I'm speaking to someone, I, I make sure that i I give them all my attention. My eyes will not move from their eyes and 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 you know and, and I'm connecting with them and they can feel that connection and and I'm listening to them. And when I've listened to them, I'm obviously then I will be preparing the response. There's so many people that have such a ridiculously strong internal dialogue that while someone is speaking, I would know this because i unfortunately I may not be trained, so I can see the nonverbals moving left, right and center. So if someone is 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 telling me something and if, and if I'm, I'm obviously listening, they will be aware of that. If on the other hand, you know, I'm speaking to someone and I can see or feel or hear that they're not listening to me, then, then I'm, it's gonna be difficult for me to engage. So first understand who you're speaking to, understand where they are, where they're going, and, and then potentially that will give you a better opportunity for you to put your point across
0: yeah definitely. active listening.
1: active listening
0: not not creating your answer while the other person is.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that going on absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's something people need to learn um, to to give themselves the space to connect, because often we think, well, we don't have time or we need to hurry up, but I think creating that that magical space where two people get together in a conversation. And each person allows the other one to finish their thoughts, especially when it comes to the question, are you ready to move forward? Like really allowing that space for the, for the person to answer with a yes or with a no um, is something that people often can't give because they are so afraid of what might come next.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, uh, and I think part of it is that. I, I just think that, um, you know, we need, a lot of people need to, to, need to understand and prioritize on, on, on the idea and the vision of, of, of really trying to help and support people with where they're going. I, I believe that. I, I think that the challenge that, that there is, is that there's too much. We're dictated too much by media, social media, by you know, the phone, the email. And we and we're missing that that connectivity. I I, I'm a great believer. I mean, you know, listen, we, I I I've gone through all the marketing periods of no emails, when emails did not exist, and internet didn't exist, and then emails was ridiculous when you sent an email, and all of a sudden, wow, forty four percent opened the email, and you know, and you had all these people buying, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, you know, then telesales didn't work anymore. And then now, you know, people don't open emails and now telesales works more than it used to be. And now uh, sending things through the post, which people didn't want, now people want. So, you know, the, the way we communicate changes and has changed and we need to be able to adapt. But for me, there's nothing like connecting with someone. And, and you know, things, you know, a Zoom, uh, a Skype call, you know, is it, so much better. And, and I always kind of, I emphasize with my team as well. I say if I'm communicating with someone, I love using, I, love, I use Loom or, or, or Zoom, you know, to record video messages because, I'm, much, I'm dyslexic. I type very quickly, but I'm dyslexic. So I can really put my point across if I put in a video message instead of actually putting in a typed message. And I feel that people are able to connect with me, with my expressions, my hands, whatever it is that I'm saying. So it's not only about what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. And, um, and then yeah, speak with passion and then ask for the order and ask for it with fun and with humor uh, and understanding that people might say no and everything's gonna be okay. And, uh, and then you can move on to the next one.
0: So how, how do you deal with a no? What does it mean for you?
1: Uh, it, it means that I didn't really put my, my point across uh, clearly enough. I, I, I say this, I, I, I always, I use this sentence a lot when I, when I, when I, when I talk, when I'm, when I'm running my legacy clubs or whatever it is, I always say, I'm coming from a place of love. Okay. And I mean that is because I'm going to come from a place of love. Everything that I'm going to say to you is good because I come from a place of love. And if I'm coming from a place of love, I'm saying this to you that I believe that what I have to offer to you what I can offer you, which is the expert, whatever it is, is ultimately it. There isn't anything better than this. And, and I believe this. And it's based on my experience. It's based on my knowledge. It's based on the wisdom. It's based on all the ideas and pretty much interactives, interactivity I've had with so many experts in the industry. Now, if, I, if, if you decide not to, it's because I obviously haven't been able to explain it properly. Uh, because if I did, then you know, the only reason that would stop you investing in this is, is simply the money. You wouldn't have the money. Because if not, you know, so if I'm coming from a place of love, and, and I do, so when I do this, and I, then I, I, I'm also happy to say, look, if for whatever reason, If for whatever reason you decided not to take action, which I would think you would be mad if you didn't, you know, so bringing a bit of humor in, then, um, and I know that's not going to be your case, of course, but then if it did, then what I would say is that um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because with the greatest of respect, I have a proven track record. I've been able to build an event that has grown, doubled in size from year to year to year. And if 14,500 people show up is because obviously they kind of believe in the same kind of ideas that I do. Wonderful. And, then, and then silences. Silences are very important. Just leave a nice silence there to, to, to leave it all in place.
0: So what would you say to somebody who starts out their business or is like really at the beginning and creating a coaching business or is made, might be a creative or a healer that you know, they can't look back at such a brilliant track record as you? Um, what, what advice would you give them to start that journey?
1: Well, start the journey. You know, start the journey. A lot of a lot of the times is that people are waiting for perfection. They're waiting for the right time for. They're waiting for the exact amount of money to be in the bank account. And I'm a great believer that a lot of the times you've got to run before you walk. And 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 because you know what, if 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 everyone that's explored, adventured, invented. Uh, you know, being a successful entrepreneur was waiting for the right environment. You know what? It would have never happened. And that's never happened. So the fact is we've got to take action. There's just too many people that dream. They have these concepts of of becoming and helping and supporting people, but they're waiting for the perfect moment. So my suggestion is take action. Just go for it. You've got to go, you know, so if you're going to get involved in an event or you're going to get involved in getting your book published or you're going to do something and it's, it's further down your timeline, I'm saying six months from now, a year from now, just put it in. Lock it in because the moment you start locking in, uh, you know, commitments and goals and things that you want to achieve and do, things will start falling into place. You know, the universe, you, your work, uh, serendipity, whatever it is, it's going to start making those things happen. It's only when you start focusing and you, and you take action. Unfortunately, there's just too many people that I meet that just do not take action. And I've seen them in exactly the same place one year, three years, five years, six years, seven years. Hey, they're a bit more knowledgeable. They maybe have more gray hair or maybe no hair. But, you know, they're still in the same place. So take action. And then, you know, there's so many people out there that are so generous with their time. You know, seen we met, didn't we? And I think we met, what, five minutes? And you asked me and here I am, you know. So people are so generous with their time. And a lot of the times we struggle to ask for help, for support, for advice, for, you know, for whatever it is. And if you put yourself out there, I've had many people come to me and you know, I'm accessible and there's so many other people that are accessible and are willing to help. So go and ask for support. Don't ask for support and take action.
0: Great, great, great advice. Do you remember uh, maybe the time before you sold timeshare? Was there something like, what was the first thing you ever sold in your life? Do you, do you remember that?
1: Oh dear. Wow. Um, this is going back now. Uh, what did I sell? Uh, I think the first thing that I would probably consider selling, selling would have been definitely, would have definitely been timeshare. Um, before that, obviously I had some motorbikes, some, oh, I used to work in a bar. Actually, you know what, if anything, if anything, I, uh, yes, sorry, it's just come back to me, Christine, I'm, I'm there now. Okay. I, okay. I, I started, um, so my expos now, which are very big and I started doing parties. So I started as a DJ. I started as a DJ when I was 15 years of age. Uh, My mum put me forward as a DJ for this place that uh, just opened for young, for teenagers. And all I had, I had a little record player. I had absolutely no idea how to be a DJ, but my mum said I was. So there I was. I rocked up to this place and I became a DJ. But that brought brought me into the music industry. And then I think within two years, I was running clubs. So what I was doing is I was selling tickets to parties. I was selling tickets to parties and I was filling nightclubs and things like that. So those were the first things that I really started selling. Uh, that that brought me I suppose a little bit onto the path that I am now, funny enough. So yes, thank you for taking me there. That, that that was uh, selling 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 booze and alcohol in uh, in nightclubs. That's, that's what I started selling.
0: That's good. We had all kinds of different stories so far at heart, on hard cells, from baseball cards to little stones self-painted, sneaking off to the neighbors asking for money for the artwork. <laughs> so it's always interesting to find out what what people were actually selling for the very first time mm. and um often it has something to do with where they are now like some creative connection and it's, it's a great like,
1: question it's a great question that is yeah probably definitely is yeah
0: yeah wonderful well thank you so much for sharing it um so do you believe that there is such a thing as a natural salesperson
1: uh I think obviously some people are more gifted than others. I I, I definitely think so. I mean, I've I've had the pleasure of working with phenomenal salespeople. You know, I've I've had, wow, amazing, amazing salespeople that I've worked for and I've learned a lot from them. So, yeah, some people do have the charm. Some people have the gift. Um, I I definitely think it can be taught. I definitely think that you can learn and improve your skills like in everything in anything really. I really believe you can. Um, but yeah, uh, you know the the art of the, there is an art of selling, and, and some people are, are more gifted than others, and they luckily went on that route of you know of, of selling things. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Great. Well, uh, thank you so so much for this first interview. So exciting, and uh, I love talking more about the journey and the wonderful work you do in the world. So let people know where they can find you and how yeah, how, I mean, I put it on the show notes, but how they can find you if they want to have a look right now.
1: Okay. Well, I've, I've got loads of web pages, but I'm going to direct you play probably to one. So it's the best you.co So that's pretty much all the brands that I have. That's, uh, my, obviously the best you co it, the magazine, I do the best you expo, uh, it, it gives you links to my personal page, bernardo So everything is there and explains a little bit kind of what I do and, and all the different brands that I have. And, and that's the easiest place to find me.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so, so much for this interview. And I can't wait for our next conversation.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much. It was great. Enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: I'm so super grateful that I had the opportunity to talk to Bernardo today because I just love how he has found ways to be the best version of himself, to be the best you, and he has created so many ways to do that. And I hope this episode really, really inspired you as well. Bernardo will be back for the next episode, so make sure you are tuning in. And also I invite you to join the Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass where Bernardo is going to teach a whole segment with all the amazing knowledge that he has. So hop on over to christineschlansky.com. You will find all the show notes, the transcripts, the resources mentioned in the podcast tab and there's a masterclass tab. You just need to click there put in your email and your name and you will get the information about the masterclass that is coming up in May. So don't miss out on it. Be the best you and have a wonderful day. Tune in for the next time. Enjoy wherever you are in this beautiful world. Bye for now.